You are now listening to the Foobies Podcast. And here are your hosts, Quentin Quo, Tim Dimmick, and Jackson Rubin. Cracking open this falafel. Ooh, mm. falafel. Delicious. This is so this is the best falafel I've ever had in my life. Whoa. Oh wow. Even, yeah. It it's like it's light and it's it's not like chunky. Nice. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. yeah. Like heavy falafel is just it's such a turnoff. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, greasy falafel. Ugh. Oh yeah. Not good. <laughs> how I make it from the, the box <laughs> out of the store. That's how I make it. <laughs> really greasy. Mm. Um, but where's it from? This is from a, a place called One Thousand Figs, and Ooh. every time I go there, I think of One Thousand Gex, and I know it's a hundred. <laughs> but <laughs> One Thousand Gex is the name of their record. So. Oh yeah, there so you go. Um, there's a halal restaurant like two blocks down from me in Saint Cloud, and they're very good. Um, mm. I get their combo plate. It's got like lamb and chicken. And they just smother it in sauce and like all the vegetables and oh, it's so good. I think they put um, pickled carrot in here. Mm. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I love pickled carrot. Uh, man, Persian cucumbers. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, yep. Those yeah. are amazing. If have you had uh, Zanku chicken, Jackson? No, I, I've I've always heard about it from from people in LA. Zanku. It's it's amazing. But I will say, if you're gonna have it. The best one, I think, and I think this is probably very logical, is the one in Glendale. Yeah, because isn't isn't that the original one? I think it's the original one, and also there's a lot of um, you know, there's a huge Armenian population. Yeah, and um, something about it, like I I usually go to the one in Pasadena. Tim, you know which one I'm talking about on oh, yeah. Colorado, and it's good, it's serviceable. But let me tell you, the falafel wrap and the one in Glendale, like I was tasting like mint. And Ooh, like all oh sorts God. of like herbs that I did not know were available at Zanku, <laughs> but yeah. this is a very roundabout way of saying their um, Persian cucumbers that they or Persian pickles they serve with their Ooh. their meal. Oh, it just completes the meal. Fuck yeah! I have. Was there a murder that happened at a Zanku? I think I've like, heard that story yeah, before. Yeah. Urban legend. The legend. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, Quentin, what are you what are you snacking on? What do you got? I have um, Orion Premium Draft Beer from Okinawa, Japan. Ooh. Is it extra dry? Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. Yeah. But I also have uh, some Trolley brand uh, crawlers, you know, some gummy worms. But these are special fruit and fire flavored. Delicious. Yeah. Fruit and fire? Yeah. So they got like a little bit like tahini. Chili? Yeah, inside of it. That actually sounds great. Yeah, it, it's like just how their sour gummy worms are. Like, it's not too spicy. Mm-hmm. It's a very mild spice in the right. same way that their sourness is very mild. That sounds great. Highly wrecked. Very into that. What about you, Jackson? I uh, cracked open a Spiral Brewing Foxtoberfest lager. Mm. Um, it is their seasonal. They're at a Hastings, Minnesota, which is... Um, what is that? It's like half an hour southeast of the cities on the Mississippi. And uh, it's delicious. It's very good. 
And uh, we have our video turned off right now, but it's a fantastic can. What's um, on the can? It's just like the like the Bavarian Blue Diamonds, with mm. their uh, the the brewery has this cool like wheat spiral. Um, and it's it's real simple and it's real great, and it's just a classic kind of uh, amber, Marzen Oktoberfest lager. It's great. One of my favorite styles of beer. Hmm. Anyway, we're here to discuss a, f- a film, um, and that film is Teenage Mutant T- Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows from 2016. Oh, yeah. I'll drink to that. I'll drink a Miller High Life to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, do you guys even remember this movie coming out? I do, and I we uh, we have some friends who were very into it. Uh, our, friend, our friend Alongo... Is, oh boy. is very into this movie because of because of its connection to Krang. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Lordy! It, and that star is your nemesis, right, Jackson? Yeah, and <laughs> Krang in this movie is played by the man I hate the most in this world, Brad Garrett. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's really like not. <laughs> It's totally no, unfounded. I really, I really like this. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard like I've heard he's actually kind of a nice guy, but like uh, we've we've made it a point on this show to to hate Brad Garrett, or at least I have. So, hey, Brad Garrett, if you're listening, which I know you are, <laughs> it's on site. Keep 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 your eyes out. Fucking shots fired, bud. Um, well, Jackson, I have a, a special guest. Why, why don't you come over here? Uh, I heard you talking shit about me. Back <laughs> yeah, it's me. Uh, okay. uh, Brad Garrett. Hey, yeah. don't don't make fun of my voice. <laughs> Raymond, get over here. Fuck. Yeah, Gust- anyway. Gusto. Um, Gusto. <laughs> I picked this movie not knowing that he was in it. I wouldn't have picked it if I uh, if I had known. Um, just was kidding. your intention of picking the first one, but you accidentally said the second one? Yeah, I intended to pick <laughs> the first one because I thought that's what it came out in 2016. But I'm glad that we picked this one because apparently it's better. And also, it has Bebop and Rocksteady in it, which is like, it's automatically way... Like, the first one doesn't have any of the fun, like, weird shit in it. So I, Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say right off the bat, Gary Anthony Williams is probably the best thing about this movie for me. He's very good. And yeah, him and, him and Seamus... Um, or they, uh, Stephen Farrelly, he doesn't go by Seamus anymore. Um, I, I, I had does, to I guess, look but... them up. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at first I was like, wait, is, is that John DiMaggio? He looks amazing. <laughs> he does he look looks, like John DiMaggio. He looks so young. Like uh, a cut John DiMaggio. Yeah. Like a, a young man. It's like, he doesn't really sound like Bender. Uh, like, <laughs> he's oh my Irish God. for some reason. I mean, I'm so happy Bebop and Rocksteady. I mean, there's fart jokes and I was, oh, I was yeah. laughing <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> so from what I understand, the first one, which came out in 2014, the, the reboot from 2014 is like an origin story um, of the Turtles, which like everyone knows, and it doesn't matter. Uh, like, who cares? They're the Turtles. They fall in some ooze, and then they become teenagers. Um, <laughs> and the second one, and it's like boring and kind of dark, and the second one is like, absolutely ridiculous and they introduce like the technodrome and and dimension x and all the weird crank shit um so yeah right off the bat i thought this movie was very enjoyable um and there's some there's some fun moments in it that i that i want to talk about 
Yeah, I want to know about this first movie where they're like, let's make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but serious. Yeah, but I feel like the comics have always been serious. Like, yes. they have a much darker tone. Well, and even, like, some of the older ones have, like, a... are less silly than others. But... So the it's weird because, like, the, the comic itself is, like, a parody of serious comics, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's literally a parody of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the main villain in Daredevil is the hand. Uh, and their main villains are the foot. Yeah. Um, and, like, they wear the same thing as him, and the only thing is that they're, like, turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, it, yeah. yeah. I did so, see the first one. It was pretty, um, I don't know. Was that Michael Not Bay? memorable. He, he produced both of these, I think. Okay. The only thing I can um, remember about the first movie is that there's um, a few Arrested Development jokes that they put in because uh, Will Arnett is in both movies. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Also, Megan Fox. Uh, good to see her. Yeah. I'm trying to. Oh, God damn it! Where is the? Oh, excuse me, Jesus. Um, wait, is this the? I can't even. Oh, sequel to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, produced by Michael May. Michael Bay. Um. <laughs> And a bunch of other people, and it's yeah, pretty much uh, it's it's all everyone that you'd expect to see. But um, anyway, uh, why don't we get into the plot? Let's, Let's do let's it. Start it out. Um, so it starts out the the turtles are uh, racing through New York, uh, trying to get to a Knicks game at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're up in the rafters in the middle of the uh, jumbotron, watching the game, and they're eating pizza and shit. Uh, and Michelangelo's got his pizza, whatever. And a slice falls, and it lands. Uh, it lands on the court, and DeAndre Jordan <laughs> steps. Not in even it. a Nick. <laughs> Not even a Nick. Yeah, a Clipper. Uh, steps in it. Wait, they Future... they just got some random guy, random player to be a Nick. He's not even a Nick. No, no, he's he's in his uh, Clippers uniform. Oh, I'm sorry, apparently, yeah. it's a. Oh, yeah. They have Carmelo Clippers... Anthony later in the movie. He's yeah, a more Carmelo's famous in Nick, it, which is but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Jordan, uh, future Nick at the time. Um, but yeah, uh, he he steps in the pizza and goes, "There's pizza on my Nike. Come on." And the ref turns to him and goes, Welcome to New York. <laughs> just, he just, honestly just said, should have said, like, Hey, oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> it's so good. Hey, you have um, a problem with our pizza? It's legitimately so fucking funny. Um, but uh, at the same yeah. time, this is happening. Uh, April O'Neil, played by... Uh, Megan Fox. Played by Megan Fox, of course, is uh, is at a sort of weird like mingle sesh for uh new york elite at grand central station um and she's trying to get some some info out of baxter stockman played by tyler perry who sucks shit i fucking hate tyler perry so much um guys i I thought tyler perry was gonna like i thought he was crying (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought that, that would have a... been great if he was the robot suit <laughs> I thought oh there was going to be a little brain inside of his stomach working him <laughs> I just, I'm not a fan of Tyler Perry he's a union buster and um, he's, he's not a good person um, 
And yeah. uh, he's also not funny at all. Yeah. But, um, he's uh, Alex Cross. Yes. Which is a weird choice for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, he finds, uh, April finds out that um, Baxter is working with Shredder. Um, and she has to steal some information from some guy, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and find out that, yeah, that he's working for Shredder. Um, and then also at the same time as this, uh, Casey Jones is a corrections officer, a cab, um, who is taking Bebop, Rocksteady, and the Shredder to <laughs> some sort of weird maximum security prison. Um, and while they're on their way, uh, the Foot Clan comes to try and break out Shredder. And this whole um, sequence is very Michael Bay, right? Oh, yeah. No, this whole movie is very Michael Bay. Also, this is Bebop Rocksteady pre-animal conversion. <laughs> it's so good to make that distinction. Like not in the same league as Shredder. Yeah, so right? it is just a it's just a huge Irish dude with uh, weird facial hair and uh, a bald man, uh, like a mostly bald man with a with a purple mohawk. Um, and they're just like weird dickheads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I gotta like, commend. I don't know if Gary Anthony Williams like worked out for this role, but he seems he like he was totally, in shape. He looks yeah. good. Yeah. There's he looks like in way better shape than he has in years. So I like, know the, him, the photo yeah. of him on Wikipedia. He's like a dumpy guy. Yeah, and we've seen him in a movie before that we've recorded for uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, that's right. But um, I mostly he was the he's the black man that was beaten up by the by the police in the jail. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he delivers that, like, rousing soliloquy, uh, soliloquy and About... then goes like, but I also have a, a big dick, so that also helps or something. <laughs> yes. But Yeah, um, he, he makes yeah. this really, really uh, fantastic speech about police brutality and institutional racism. And then that's undercut. And then it's undercut by a stereotypical black guy joke. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, Uncle Ruckus looking good. Uncle Ruck is looking good. Um, I should mention that before the uh, before the breakout happens, um, it's Halloween, and uh, Mikey goes up to the surface to enjoy the Halloween parade, and he says "Hey" to a a, a guy dressed as Bumblebee, the Transformer, oh. um, which is a, a nod to Michael Bay. Um, also, so, like, I felt like this is very Little Mermaid moment where he's like, he wants to be part of their world. Yes. Uh, I, I just want to be accepted and not have to be in the shadows. And that's why it's called that in this movie. Yeah, it's like a Shrek 2 situation. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I gotta get, yeah. Play that David Do I Bowie change song? back? Do I decide? Um, I there is thinking, a song yeah. cue in this that I do want to talk about at some point. Yeah, I, I just uh, thought, like, watching this movie, like, this movie feels like it wants to be Avengers, it wants to be Shrek yes. 2, oh and it wants God, to be yeah. G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah. No, but G.I. Joe Retaliation is good. Yeah, I, but I, I, I... I thought all the I music, too, was like, uh, it was like Avengers-esque. Yeah. Oh, it's especially like, that last scene. Yes, absolutely. Da, 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 da. It's Sorry. extremely Avengers. Um, and the Technodrome is basically just a Death Star. It's basically um, pixels. 
<laughs> it is also just basically pixels. Um, anyway, uh, so they're breaking Shredder out. We also see Shredder at this point, and he is played by Brian T, a.k.a. DK, Drift King, from uh, two movies ago that we oh did. Oh my god. Fast and Furious. Tokyo Drift. Wait, oh my god, I recognized him, but I didn't know it was DK. Yeah. Oh, mm. holy shit. Um, so anyway, Brian T plays... Uh, plays uh, not, yeah, uh, Shredder. Um, but the Foot Clan breaks everyone out, um, and they get transported to another dimension to talk to Krang. Um, and Krang's like, Meh. Uh, I want you to get three pieces of a teleporter uh, to bring me out from Dimension X to form the Technodrome. Um and then that's the setup for this movie. Don't you just but, love video game like fetch quest plots in movies? <laughs> yeah. It worked yeah. for Star Wars, so it's got to work for this one. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. There's the the structure of this movie is the first hour they find the things, and then the next hour they try to stop them from doing the thing. Oh, I love movies like that. Um. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the the turtles they're unsuccessful, but we do get to see the uh, the turtle van. Fuck, what do they call it? Um, they don't actually have a name for it in this movie, but there's a name for it in the, in the show. I don't remember, but it's great. Um, Turtle-mobile. It's, a, it's, an old, it's an old garbage truck that shoots hubcaps. Yeah. Or not hubcaps. Uh, manhole covers. Manhole covers, which is great. And it says, like, uh, the Italian name is, like, Tortorega Brothers on the side. Um, is that right? Anyway, yeah. Uh, at this point, we meet Splinter, who is played by Tony Shalhoub. Um, and, uh, I was impressed that he wasn't doing, like, a bad Japanese accent. Um. That was Tony Shalhoub? It was Tony Shalhoub. He, like, disappeared into the (laughs) character. I didn't know. I couldn't tell it was him. (laughs) Oh, Um, God. It was, like, rat eyes. Like, just, like, kind of over haunting. Yeah. That Um, was actually Tony Shalhoub. There was no CGI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Um. Yeah, they just, uh, they they put a mustache on him. That's it. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, we see Krang talking to Shredder in the Dimension X, and it's really, there's a lot of, like, as, I like, 3D shots in this, where, like, a character comes really close to the screen, mm-hmm. and then it gets blurry behind them, um, like, a lot of that, and the first one is when Krang gets really close to the stream and is like, push me back in to his weird robot body, it's really gross. I, I really... I, I was laughing at that. Oh, I re- Krang is great in this movie. He's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, Laura Linney comes in and is like, hey, the cops, you can't do this. Now it's my jurisdiction. I'm another cop. Um, and now she's in charge of finding out uh, what happened to um, this weird uh, purple goo. Is that what happens? You mean ooze? Yeah. Um, and I think Casey Jones goes to look for Bebop and Rocksteady, right? Yes. And he so, runs yeah, into the, Jones, the Vulture from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and there's also the Falcon in this movie, fun fact. Oh. But yeah, Casey Jones is um, the corrections officer. He was taking care of Bebop and Rocksteady when they were kidnapped, uh, or not kidnapped, broken out. And he's going to find them on his own, even though he's not supposed to. But he tracks them down to the bar that they always go to, um, and talks to yeah Mayhem from uh, from the Allstate commercials, mm-hmm. uh, Dean Winters, 
and um, this is where uh, we see cut to Baxter Stockman's lab where Bebop and Rocksteady turn into uh, horrible uh, animal monsters. <laughs> um, and yeah, Baxter, uh, Baxter Stockman just has like this machine that is like ready to accept this ooze and turn it into a weapon. Yeah, it's essentially that really drug bizarre. from uh, Zootopia that like brings out the inner like uh, animal in them. So yeah, it's I wrote down the exact quote because it was just too funny for me to not. Uh, Baxter, so it it shoots into Bebop and Rocksteady, and they turn into uh, Bebop is a warthog and Rocksteady is a rhino, or is it the other way around? Okay, no, wait, 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 you're right. Okay, I'm right. Wait, 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 right. Bebop I think so. is a warthog. Rocksteady is a rhino? Yes, I think so. Okay. Um, I feel like they so, should be flipped, though. Yes. Because they go uh, on about like how uh, Rocksteady is like a... Um, he's like Icelandic or something, or they say... He's Finnish, Finnish. because he, uh, every guy he beats up is finished. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it's dumb. Anyway, um, so he sees that they get turned into these weird animal men, and Baxter Stockman goes... Inside every human is a dormant gene that ties us to our animal ancestors. <laughs> Which is just oh boy. fucking incredible. <laughs> this is so funny. That's like a slippery, slippery slope to eugenics. <laughs> no, no, it totally... It's like, it's like they, they were smart enough to not say, like, spirit animal, mm-hmm. which is a real thing that some Native American groups have. Um, and, like, I'm glad that they didn't do that, but also... But they're... <laughs> But their explanation is insane because this—that's just not how genetics works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, like, yes, I know it's a cartoon, but like, fuck. Also, uh, Bebop. I love that Bebop and Rocksteady are constantly just saying "my man" all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're 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 making they're cracking jokes at each other. They're like, uh, yeah. Um, hey, we're gonna t- I, take over the Foot Clan and turn it into a leg. <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like absolutely the best part of this movie creationists they're like yeah see this is what the atheists believe in you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah they believe that we all came from rhinos um there was a uh, some sort of weird creationist event at uh, like zoom thing at at my school oh jesus oh, took, down a bunch of, took down a bunch of posters for it because i was like no no one needs to do that um it's fucking stupid um anyway uh, April sneaks into the lab while all this is happening and steals some of the purple ooze um, and hands it off to the turtles. Um, and Donatello finds out, like, kind of... This is, like, a weird, like, C-plot that never... Like, it, it only is talked about, like, twice. Where, like, ooh, maybe we could take this purple goo because it turns humans into animals. Maybe it'll turn us into humans. Um, and, uh, I never realized that that was a thing that they wanted to do. Like, I thought the turtles were fine being turtles. Yeah, but, but they want to be, they want to watch the Knicks game from the courtside. <laughs> from, from, yeah, from the stands and not from above. Um, yeah. anyway, uh, we cut to the Bebop and Rocksteady as henchmen of Shredder and they're eating like, like oil drums full of spaghetti. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I hate it's so, so much. gross. At first, it's I, at first, I thought it was worms. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking spaghetti. 
And then, I, then so I was gross. like, oh, okay. It's, that's fine. It's just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and they get, they're recruited by Shredder to help him find the other pieces of alien technology that are for some reason on Earth. Um, and one of them is at the American National Hist- uh, Natural History Museum. And um, yeah, whatever. It's stupid. Um, the other one is in Brazil, which is also stupid. Um, and they yes. already found one of them. So. Wait, wait, also, like, re- real quick, like, back to the ooze and Donatello, like, when he put yes. it on his hand and it turned into a human hand, that was freaky. It was very weird. <laughs> like, they already made they already made these turtles look, like, eerily, like, photorealistically yeah. kind of human. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. Th- that this movie would have been terrifying if they had... Like, the original these, movies, like, like accurate, they... Yeah, the original movies, they the turtles look like the cartoon turtles, mm-hmm. like a lot, and yeah. they like have some really cool animatronics, um, and they're actually really interesting. And these ones are like, they're just like weird stunted uh, reptile humans, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're very weird. Um, they also never I, take off also, their headbands. Like, sev- I like. Yeah, well, that's that's a good thing. What's it? We probably don't want to see more of their faces. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, but I don't they can want to see like go into their shells. Yeah, they can like pop into their shells like cartoony, which I really like that they're cartoony. But then they like mm-hmm. look too almost actually human. And yeah. Mikey's and, like, lips yeah. were like too human. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I really don't like watching animated creatures eat. Because it, it isn't, it's just not, it doesn't look right. I don't eat, like, humans. Gotta say, the pizza in this movie made me feel kind of disgusted. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of um, Urban Slice. I I would eat Urban Slice, but it this looks like, I don't know, like, really bad, um, I don't know, like, Pizza Tony's Hut? Pizza? I don't know. Like the... Like that pizza, like that square pizza you'd get at elementary school. Yeah, like that, or like it looks like a bad slice of like, I don't know, Caesar, Little Caesars or something. Yeah, sure. Totally. Like a piece that's uh, been left out for too long. And it's just so like goopy. Oh, yeah. And slimy. Ugh. Just don't like it. Um, anyway, uh, April introduces Casey to the turtles. Um,. And they end up going to this, like, weird event, I want to say, um, where they, like, try to get some stuff out of Baxter, and it doesn't work. Um, uh, or, or is this where they're... Okay, so this is where they are... Uh, they try to break into the police headquarters. Yeah, there's, like, a bit of tension between the group, because, like, Raph is always trying to be the leader... Um, yes. and undercutting um, Donatello. Leonardo. Or, sorry, Leonardo. He's always undercutting him because he th- always feels like he should be the leader. So he's pissed yes. off with him for withholding information that this goo could turn them into to humans. And yeah. um, in retaliation, Leonardo says, you're not coming on this mention. You're, you're, you're benched. And, uh, yes. yeah, so Donatello and Leonardo go and do their own thing, I think. And I think Mikey and uh, Raphael team up with April O'Neil and uh, Casey Jones to go steal um, or break into like one police headquarters or whatever. 
yeah, one police, police headquarters plaza. to, re- to yeah. retrieve the mutagen. Yeah, to get more um, of it. Like, more of the purple goo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at this point, we're also, like, there's some kind of event. Um, and uh, we, we see Carmelo Anthony. Oh, my God. This was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Will Arnett's hanging out with Carmelo Anthony. And he's like, uh, hey, Falcon. I really like I like I love your work or something like that. It's like oh thank you Carmelo. <laughs> I love how he's so, like you know how like New Yorkers look at us as a symbol of hope and I was just like oh boy <laughs> no they do not <laughs> no they do yeah not anymore. Um, I could not think of any more like I don't know seeing cameos like this I just think like I'm sure the director just wanted to meet him on set one day and just yeah wrote him into totally. the plot. <laughs> um, I'm curious if there's if this was actually filmed in. Um, New York City as well. I think some of it that... looked like it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the Safdie brothers copied this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they yeah they used some of the sets for uh, for uncut gems. Yeah, the real the, the Safdie brothers cut or their their script. It involves uh, <laughs> Raphael losing a lot of money <laughs> on Knicks games and him being like beat up by the foot clan. Yeah. But that's super unrealistic though cuz no one bets on the net, like for the net Mets or the Knicks, sorry. Um the Mets works too. <laughs> Either way. Um but anyway, uh at this point in my notes I wrote Will Arnett just doesn't do it for me. Mm. Um which is he he's my brother is a, a straight man which he I guess he sort of is in this movie but anyway. Um, while they're breaking into the NYPD headquarters, I do want to say so they use the um, a little less conversation uh, from El- like that the remix, which is just a classic heist song. Um, I swear to God, it's been used in multiple heists, but most most notably in Ocean's Eleven. Um, it's it's used in that film, um, and I I just love I love that drop whenever it comes in. I listened to it a lot as a kid. Um, this is Quentin's favorite part of the movie. They go to Brazil. Oh yeah, they go to Manaus. Um, and uh, they're they go to Brazil to beat Bebop and Rocksteady uh, to the like last piece of of the uh, teleporter that they need to uh, bring Krang back to Earth. Um. And uh, Bebop and Rocksteady are just, like, clear-cutting a jungle with a tank and, like, blowing shit up. Uh, and the turtles fuck them up, and there's this whole great sequence um, of them in a plane. And uh, it's just a fun action sequence. Not a, not a whole lot happens. Um, but it's... Uh, I, I actually thought the heavily animated stuff was pretty cool. It was very cartoony, but it was pretty fun. Um... What did you guys think of the of the Brazil sequence? Um, I'll be honest, like a lot of this movie I was like working on homework and also like watching <laughs> it on my phone. Yeah. And I think like most of my attention was kind of turned off, but like this scene I kind of like peeked up at. Um yeah. I do say like I will say the the one sequence where they I think they're fighting the tank and they do the whole Michael Bay like slow motion tank is shooting a shell while okay. they're like going down a waterfall. Like I think that kind of like was peak for this for the movie for me so yeah. i did enjoy that um mm-hmm. yeah what about you tim 
Oh, when they're like uh, riding the tank down the river like a boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was really cool, especially you get that 3D moment where they shoot directly at the camera. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so the whole in this movie. the whole crashing plane scene, oh, I really enjoyed, and how uh, Rocksteady's head, like he's he's sitting <laughs> in the top of the tank, and then like the plane inverts, and then his head goes like through the bottom of the floor, like a yeah. cartoon. They, like, yes, yes, this is what they, I want. <laughs> there's a bit where, so the the entire front half of the plane gets torn off, um, and Donatello figures out how to fly it with his electric staff uh and he like sticks it in the steering column and like turns it on and like pulls up really hard wait that that's how wolverine like hot wires a car he just like stabs <laughs> his claw into the, the yeah. keyhole and yeah, turns it ridiculous. on <laughs> um yeah it's totally insane which which ninja turtle do you think you are in the group oh gosh i would um, it's between Mikey and Donatello for me, because you guys know I do machines. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're always techno babbling on the show. Yeah, of course. What about you, Tim? Um, I I, I like to think I'm the uh, the machine guy, but we both we can't both be Donatello. <laughs> so okay. then I uh, guess I mean if you want to be Donatello, I can be Mikey too because he's the party dude. Yeah, he's the party dude. Yeah. 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 And and I'm like the guy who's like trying to like use ooze to mutate my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Quinton, I think maybe I'd probably be uh, either Leo or Raph. I've like Raph has always been my favorite as a kid. Um, yeah, he's the coolest. But yeah, I think I think Leonardo is like the the lamest. But sometimes yeah. I think I'm pretty lame. <laughs> He's the most normie guy. Yeah, he's, no he's, one likes no one likes Leonardo. Probably very traditional, quick. very traditional. Mm-hmm. He's got a very, cool weapon, but yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. He does have his katana. Um. Anyway, so uh, they get back from Brazil, and uh, we learn that Casey's a fucking dork, and all he's ever wanted to do is. Is being NYPD cop and play hockey. Fucking, yeah, stupid. <laughs> Both uh, at the same time. <laughs> and uh, all cops are bastards. Anyway, wait. Um, we, we also heard the most unrealistic thing in this movie is that after uh, Bebop, Rocksteady, and Shredder are uh, broken free from their, you know, Casey's custody, he's taken off the payroll. Yes. Which I thought was like never. That never happens ever. Yeah, absolutely ever. not. Especially not in New York. No. Also, they show like, um, like uh, Megan Fox and um, uh, Casey Jones. They get, um, or I should just say, April O'Neil, and then they get arrested for allegedly like helping, I guess, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady escape. And yeah. they, uh, Vern, aka the Falcon, aka Will Arnett, um, like hot wires into like some remote camera and finds the undoctored photo, uh, like footage of uh you know bebop and rocksteady which proves yeah. that they're innocent they show it to the commissioner and the commissioner's like eh i guess there's video yeah, proof let go. so let them go which <laughs> this this must <laughs> never be would happen yeah this footage video footage of cgi beasts uh must be real <laughs> yeah yes as we all know mm-hmm. um 
so yeah um the turtles have to decide whether or not they're going to become humans or not um to, yeah that's like a, a, a weird you know i was getting a lot of vibes of like um that that uh book uh the invisible man you know living mm. in the underworld no, <laughs> sure, I'm, yeah. I'm bullshit bullshitting and, like living it in the underworld society and trying to fit in union stance yeah um <laughs> but yeah and, like, uh, oh do we so, want to be turtles or do we want to be men Basically, uh, Raphael is like, you know what, fuck this. And he decides for everyone that they're not going to be humans. Um, and throws the goo at the wall, or the ooze. Um, and uh, so they're not going to be humans. And uh, then Baxter gets fucked over by Shredder. Uh, and after Baxter's like, I'm going to be the best scientist the world has ever known. Oh, um, like Galileo. Isaac Newton and Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so they, yeah, they, uh, he, he fucks over Baxter Stockman. Shredder does. And then he constructs the teleporter and uh, a rift opens in the sky above New York city and pieces of the Technodrome start flying out. God, I and love it's just it like, when rifts open over New York city. <laughs> oh, love rifts. Yes. Uh, love I love Avengers. Um, but yeah, so the pieces of the Technodrome are just like sci-fi garbage that just like come together into a Death Star, basically. Yeah. Um, when you watch this movie, you get the Nickelodeon, and I think it's Paramount like credits that roll into this this movie because yeah. it's a Viacom company. But you also get yeah. like a bunch of Chinese companies. Uh-huh. And I gotta say, this like ending sequence feels like it's out of like a very like CG blockbuster Chinese movie. Yes, because some of the it's, animation uh, is ugly. <laughs> yeah, the some of the production companies are um, Gamma Entertainment, Mednick Productions, and Smithrow Entertainment. Yeah, with when you got three companies like that, you can't lose. <laughs> Never heard of them. Um, Anyway, uh, they so the t- uh, the Technodrome is being constructed. Shredder is up at like on the Technodrome with Krang, and Krang fucks over Shredder and sends him to and like freezes him and puts him inside the Technodrome uh, with all of all of the other people Krang has fucked over. Um, and Krang is just like his 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 robots getting stronger and his Technodrome is getting bigger. They have to. They have to. The turtles have to save it before, save the city before it gets constructed entirely. Um, so they jump off a building onto these flying bits of metal, um, and they go surfing on giant space uh, pieces of spacecraft, which is pretty cool. Um, and then in my notes, I say, if we had abolished prisons, there would be no bebop and rock city. Just saying. Um, yes. So. Uh, so the the turtles take on uh, Krang and uh, April and the Falcon and Casey take on um, Bebop and Rocksteady and uh, they are trying to stop the teleporter so um, at this point so like Casey puts on some rollerblades and uh, I think this is why rollerblading and roller skating is cool now. Uh, no one can prove it's not. 
Um, it's because of this movie. <laughs> oh, also, it's really quick. Like it shows him like duct taping some wheels to his shoes, and then yeah. next scene he's like, you know, like skating like. Basically, he's in rollerblades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he takes them. He takes them off of. He takes casters off of like a roller fucking, chair, like, like an office, office chairs. But yeah, like an office <laughs> office supplies. He's like pilfering. <laughs> yeah. And he also finds um, a hockey stick, I think. Yes, which of course he's that's his whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish he had a cricket bat though, because that's the coolest Casey Jones. But anyway, um, while this is happening, uh, the the turtles are fighting Krang, and uh, and Krang calls them tortoises, and they're like. No, we're turtles, and the difference is we bite. Which I thought I didn't realize that was the difference. I thought it was a climate thing, but I guess it's a I guess it's a biting thing. Um, so uh, Casey Jones distracts Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, they get on their weird motorcycles and uh, ride into a um, ride into a shipping container. Uh, with which uh, Casey Jones steals a grenade and throws it in the shipping container with Bebop and Rocksteady in it. Um, and presumably they're just fucking dead because that would kill two human <laughs> Um And uh, at the same time, April and the Falcon fight Karai, uh, uh, Shredder's right-hand woman, um, she doesn't even speak in the movie, does she? She does oh, not speak does. at all. A little, and no, also, she like one thing. Yeah, and like Shredder at this point has been turned to ice. Um, so like, there's no reason for her to still be there. But um, anyway, also, yeah. like, no reason really for Shredder. Like, couldn't it have just been like the Doctor this whole time interacting with Krang? Mm-hmm. Like, totally. Yeah, it could have just been Baxter. Um, no need for Shredder, but. Um, they uh, they stop the teleporter. April and the Falcon stop the teleporter, and the turtles stop Krang. Um, and everything is great. Uh, the turtles get a key to the city, and they get it in front of the Statue of Liberty. Laura Linney gives it to him, um, and she's like, uh, "You guys don't have to go back uh, to the sewers. You can you can live like everyone else. You can live a normal life." And then Raph is like, "Normal." What fun is that? Um, and then we get the latest title credit I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> which uh, rolls at the very end. Um, and then you get like a cool um, animated ending credits scene um, with uh, the theme song done by Mexican boy band CD9. And there's uh, there's some Go Ninja Go from the uh, from the Vanilla Ice. Uh, song from Secret of the U's in there. <laughs> which is quite fun. Anyway. Um, that's the movie. Yeah, that nice. was certainly a movie. Um, <laughs> I gotta say, I think I was like pretty, like, I don't know, pissed off watching this movie because like maybe every 10 minutes or so I would get a commercial um, on Pluto TV on their app and it was like the same five commercials. So maybe that hindered my viewing experience. But yeah, it, it was certainly something. <laughs> I know. So I watched it at uh, one and a half speed, um, which is a great way to watch a movie you don't really care about. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a kid's movie that doesn't really have very many beats to it. But 
I did enjoy it, and uh, it I haven't seen the first one, but it does have all the dumb, weird stuff in uh, from like from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I really enjoy, like weird anthropomorphic animals and and uh, brains and robots and that kind of thing. So yeah, I, yeah. So maybe we should talk a little bit about our experience with the turtles, maybe. Um, oh yeah, because like my only kind of experience with with Ninja Turtles was playing um, the arcade, like arcade beat em up game that was at my dentist. Yeah. yeah. And that was about it. Um, I was never like a major fan of the Turtles, but I was like playing that arcade game. It was great. Played a lot of that. It was great. The kind of the two and a half D beat em up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never really watched the show, but I love. Like, I was really into the lore, and uh, a friend of mine had a bunch of the toys. Mm. And so I played a lot with the toys, and uh, as, like, later on as an adult, I've gotten, like, if you read about, like, the weird shit um, that the show, and then, like, the toys had their own separate lore from the show. Uh, like, they made so many cool toys. Like, there's, like, a weird camel guy, and, like, Joe jo Camel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Joe Camel is basically like he looks like a character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I liked <laughs> but, uh, the Ninja Turtles uh, comics whenever they had um, a crossover with Yosagi Yojimbo. Those were great. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was a big fan of those. Yeah, like it's it's like a weird, fun parody series that totally knows how ridiculous it is. It is, it is and I think that this movie really captured that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the time, recently, over the last ten years or so, they had gotten like a little self-serious, and it was nice to nice to see it not. <laughs> All right, so the camel is name. He has a big scimitar, and he's wearing a fez. His name is Sandstorm. Oh boy! <laughs> oh god! Oh, and this action figure has uh. Okay, so his weapons are the scimitar. A uh, magic carpet shield oh, boy. and a genie lamp, which is also a gun. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, it's the toys are totally insane. Yeah, but Tim, what was uh, your uh, ex- what was your what's your relationship with the turtles? I feel like uh, I'm acting like your therapist uh, here. <laughs> the, the turtles aren't real. They can't hurt you. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, me and my brother were really into, uh, the Fox Kids, uh, animated show for a while. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but it, it was one of them. It was, like, kind of funny, but not, like, super cartoony. Um, yeah, it was good. I, I like Mikey, because he liked pizza, and I like pizza. I ate some pizza today, uh, so I was really vibing with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I it was like a Saturday morning cartoon for me. I, di- I never had any of the toys, and I never played the video games. Um, but it was definitely part of my childhood. Um, so when I heard they were making a photorealistic Ninja Turtles movie, I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's cool. Cool st- yeah. stuff. Oh, wait, guys, do you remember... The turtles met Batman in the comics. Oh, this is no, where my father died, Raphael. And there's that meme. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Raphael, this is where my parents got shot. <laughs> so wait, how did that? How does that work? Because the turtles are in New York City, and I don't think New York City exists in DC Comics. 
So how does how does that work? A crossover logic, man. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, the turtles came to Gotham. Yeah, they were driving around trying to I don't know go on vacation, and they ended up in Gotham. Yeah, they they traveled through some sort of weird dimension X. Portal. They should have taken a left and, at uh, Albuquerque, and they ended up here. Uh, Mister Mixelpitalik <laughs> uh, transported them to Gotham. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite. One of my favorite. Batman pulls. Yeah. Um, I feel like, he, isn't he a Superman villain, though? He is, yeah. But, I mean, Warner Brothers, you can start throwing in other properties now. Uh, you could say Magic yeah. Man from Adventure Time uh, teleports them <laughs> just to cause some mayhem. Yeah. Uh, that'd be and, pretty uh, great. And Tony Soprano. Yeah, Tony Soprano. <laughs> all of these on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, don't forget Batmite. Batmite. <laughs> uh, the new CW uh, Bat- Batwoman. Or is it Batgirl or oh, Batwoman? Oh, oh Batgirl. yeah, and Stephen Amell plays uh, Green Arrow or played Green Arrow, and also that's Casey. right. Yeah, uh, Stephen Amell is maybe the most boring Casey Jones they could have picked. Oh my God, is he? He's Green Arrow. Yeah. Uh, what a fuck. Ugh, yeah, he's God. such a TV kind of like attractive looking person. <laughs> he's yeah, he's a very he is a CW actor, <laughs> but he he's like so serious and like kind of. You really, have failed like, this city. Which is yeah. like Green Green Arrow is like a fucking he's like comic relief. No, he's like the most serious person ever. It so sucks. I thought I thought he was so lively in this movie because I'm used to him as Green Arrow. He should have like a flamboyant like, wow. like um I don't know a piratey mustache and beard. Yeah, he dresses like fucking Errol Flynn as Robin Hood, and he like he has bows with he has arrows with like uh, boxing gloves on them. Like mm-hmm. he's ridiculous. Oh, oh, guys, I, I just happen to be on the Wikipedia for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Can I read to you the set list for the concert tour in the 90s? Go on. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, the Coming Out of Your Shells tour? Yeah, Coming Out of Our Shells. So, of course, we have Coming Out of Our Shells, and then second, uh, Sing About It, then <laughs> Tubin, and then Skipping Stones. All right, number five is Pizza Power. <laughs> and number six is Walk Straight. Which is an anti-gay anthem. And then, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, then after that is no treaties, which is a commentary on the U.S. Uh, federal government's treatment of the native people of America. I was gonna say this seems a like a, a reflection of the Reagan administration or the George H. W. Bush or yeah, no, then yeah, it, yeah, yeah, Cowabunga. And then April Ballad, and they'll <laughs> finally count on us. And so sponsored by Pizza Hut. The tour was sponsored by Pizza Hut. I there's a funny thing about that tour. So they, um, they, the actors rehearsed it without the suits. Um, and after the first performance, they they had the suits on, and. A couple of them had like horrible heat stroke. <laughs> oh my and god! Almost couldn't continue the tour because they were so fucked up by these suits. So they had to redesign the entire, um, like the entire look of the show. And um, I believe that's why the um, the turtles in the coming out of our shells tour don't actually have shells or something like that. Like it's some mm-hmm. weird shit. I've seen a little um, bit of the like. There's a promotional video or like a straight to vhs like video that like kind of covers all of their performances and it's sort of like yeah. a behind the music uh parody documentary and so they're like some of the people they're like 
record executives, quote, quote, explaining like the show and like why they're so great. And um, they explained that I think Raphael plays a one string bass. And that always like blew my mind. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. I mean, you can get a few sounds out of that. Yeah, I suppose. He's got only like three, (laughs) two digits or three like of digits he can play with. Exactly. Yeah. He's got a, he's got an opposable thumb and two fingers. (laughs) Um, He's got Yoda hands. Yeah, which is perfect for his... Uh, what are those his blades that he has? Raphael's? Uh, Raph uh, has Psy. Yeah, he has Psy blades. Yes. Works perfectly for him. Um, who would so, he to fight? Raphael or Electra? Oh, Raph, for sure. Yeah. Raph is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, he's unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Remember, turtles bite. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you guys have know this tidbit but the uh in the uk they couldn't call them ninja turtles because in the 90s uh because in the 80s and 90s um there were like a rash of uh like nunchuck injuries and like katana (laughs) injuries so they uh the uk government forced them to change the name to teenage mutant uh teenage mutant hero turtles oh my gosh um and so in the lame. UK, they are not known as Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah. That lame. is pretty lame. <laughs> it's extremely lame. Yeah. Um, fucking UK dorks getting hurt by their fucking nun- nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Learn how to use a real weapon, idiots. Yeah, jeez. Um, that's what you get when you ban guns. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, like there's like a rash of shuriken uh related injuries. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we have to have shuriken reform. Come on. Um common sense shuriken laws. Come on, guys. Uh, isn't it crazy right. that Jackson lives in an open carry uh shuriken state? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just walk into I can just walk into a Dick Sporting Goods and buy shurikens. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, when I first I mean, went to Wisconsin, I remember walking into, say, like a Five Guys, and there would be a little image of a star, like a shuriken star with like an X on it, <laughs> like on the door when you walk in, you know? Uh, it's a terrible commentary <laughs> on America. I it was it was a big deal in Wisconsin when we when we passed the open carry shit because it was like, how the fuck are we gonna stop people from bringing guns into the fucking in into public places? Yeah, but. No, you, you see, much... the more guns there are in one place, the safer it is. Yeah, I've I've never actually seen anyone open carry, but I did also grow up in like spent my first twenty three years in an extremely liberal part of the state. So, mm-hmm. oh, there's know. there's this viral image on Twitter. Uh, yes, of, I saw uh, that of this of this fifty year old this middle aged man in jorts and like uh, white New Balances with. Uh, four, four guns. Four oh, guns yeah, I saw that. Holstered to his thighs. With extra mags on his back. <laughs> with yeah, with uh quick reload extra mags like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm going to Subway. Better better fucking gear up. Oh my god. What he, state was this again? Was... This was Iowa. Oh boy. Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Yeah. Oh my god. It's for when uh, Pumpkinhead comes out of the pumpkin patch and you have to kill him. Or... Yeah, it's it's when the children of the corn yeah. come over from, from Illinois. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ugh. 
I'm just imagining, you know, like those anime characters who can like juggle weapons, or, like <laughs> yeah. juggle like juggle swords or like juggle guns and like shoot them and like keep them in the air and like fire them all. Yeah, at the same don't time. fuck with this guy. He's a practitioner of gun fu. <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah he does gun kata like uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah gun kata like fucking equilibrium. Yeah, <laughs> I learned from Christian Bale. <laughs> oh. Anyway. We should get to final judgments, I think, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a series of ratings on this on this fine podcast, um, and our highest rating is "I'd Like to Speak to the Chef." And we've only given it to one movie, and that movie is Tim Chef, starring Chef, John Favreau, of course. Um, below that, we have "I Will Have What They're Having." Um, that's a great movie that you'd love and maybe watch again. Um, below that we have uh, three Yelp stars below that we have uh, I'll take it to go and below that we have uh, uh, no, I, don't, I can't our videos are off I can't like count down uh, uh, check, check please um, and below that we have Dine and Dash which is our lowest rating we only give into one movie and that movie is waiting um i will start um i will give this movie a low three yelp stars i thought it was very fun i think it'd be fun to watch with friends it was it kind of captured the cartoonishness of the of the cart of the uh the 80s and 90s cartoon series and uh it it was just it was super fun and pretty ridiculous but um yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Three Elp stars. Didn't love it. I'll give it take it a go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take it a go. Don't watch it with commercials. It just makes the movie feel so much longer and oh, tedious. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I found it on a, a site where there were no commercials. I will give I, I think this is a very solid kids movie, really good entertainment. So I was like a high take it a go. Like watch it with your children. Um, but Bebop and Rocksteady were definitely highlights for me. I'm so Hell glad. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Anthony Williams, MVP of this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Also very fun. Yeah. Um, Brian T. Barely in it. <laughs> uh, wish, he, wish he was doing some, some cool mugging. Anyway. Um, let's get to plugs. Um you can find us on Twitter and Facebook for the Foovies podcast. We're now on Spotify. Ooh. We're also on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Boo. So check us out wherever. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jax Rebo, J-A-X-R-E-B-O. Um, you can find my takes about, I don't even know what I've tweeted about recently. Ooh, cabbage. You know, a lot of cabbage. Cabbage is great. Um, and uh, my restaurant, which I totally did not think about, um, is, ooh, uh, let's do um, Abaneros Tacos on Lake Street in Minneapolis. It is super close to my girlfriend's place. It's within walking distance. It's delicious. It's one of those taquerias that is like a kind of counter-serve Chipotle style where they make it in front of you um, and you can choose what you want on it, but it's like actually legit. 
and they do like al pastor and lengua and and delicious shit but you can get like soap base and everything that you'd ever want um it's called uh Abaneros tacos and it's on lake street and i believe the cross street is 33rd so yeah check it out nice uh i can go second uh you can follow me on the socials at chino latino q twitch ceviche q um restaurant i will plug is a restaurant i went to when i visited uh my friend uh, vincent and uh other friends when i was visiting chicago for uh a little run um but this place is called uh Valois restaurant it's uh pretty much like a cafeteria style restaurant it's famous because obama visited it and ate there but it's like a diner um cafeteria where it's it's really old school like all the things are written with those little like um plasticky letters like on a on a board you know what i mean the yeah. yes but um yeah they make the food all in front of you um and you just kind of collect it uh, i had a great slice of pie and uh coffee while i was there so highly recommend uh Valois restaurant uh cafeteria see your food while you're there Awesome. Uh, you can follow the Foobies podcast on Twitter. Uh, new and improved account. I recently went through and uh, did some rearranging. Thank you for everybody who followed us and also who I unfollowed. Um, <laughs> just trying to clear it up a little bit. But uh, I want to you know, get a little bit more engagement on there so that uh, the feed is a little bit more relevant. Um, and uh yeah check check it out and also follow me at picante pikachu on twitter for other fun stuff and uh i want to recommend in new orleans down in the bywater there's this pizza joint since it is ninja turtles called pizza delicious and it is seriously really 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 good pizza and they make their own ranch and you can dip your pizza in the ranch yeah yeah it's so good pizza delicious Mm. well tim it seems like we're at the end of the podcast, and how do we normally close out this pod? It's closing time, so we clink our glasses together, uh, since we're all together, and we say provecho, which is a Bolivian word, which means thank you for dining, and sort of thank you to your health, and uh, have a good one. On three, gents. One, two, three. Provecho. provecho. Foovies will return. We'd like to thank Sweaty Hands for the intro. Uh, find him on SoundCloud at Sweaty Hands. Also, Johnny Chang for introducing us to Sweaty Hands and sharing his own music. Find him on SoundCloud at Johnny Chang. That's J O N N Y. <laughs>